Hello, everyone. Welcome to this rendition of Hire Us Hollywood. I am your host, Diana, and we are joined by your our, our lovely co-host, Jackie. Yo! Um, this week, we have some lovely fun facts. My first fun fact about Jackie is that she has so far tested negative for coronavirus. <laughs> you know, I am very pleased to say that so far, I am not Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared for him. He'll be good. You know, Hanks you very much. Like, Tom Hanks will be good. It's like, just imagine all of his good deeds of, like, his lost gloves he's Instagrammed about. All that stuff is good karma. He has, like, Mr. Rogers on his side. That's true. I saw someone tweet being like, um, the coronavirus had to take the celebrity that's most dear to all of us to get us to take this shit seriously. And I'm like, yeah, basically. I mean, whoever tweeted that is not wrong. Yeah. It's not like they took, like, a D-list celebrity. They took the legendary Tom Hanks and his lovely wife, Rita Wilson, and they have coronavirus. But they're also, like, responsible adults who will take care of themselves, and they took the powers that be, and they'll be good. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be... it'll be okay. I believe in Tom Hanks. He taught me that life is like a box of chocolates. And you know, Rita Wilson, did you know she was like the producer of the Mamma Mia movies? Okay, they're just they were legendary before. Now they are extremely legendary. I had no idea. Yeah, she's behind all that because she's an icon in her own right. Is she like, she's probably the one who got like share on the second one. Oh, I can only hope. Maybe, oh my gosh, imagine going to a dinner party or something or just out and you see like the Hanks and then you see Cher, and then you see Meryl Street, and they're all just, like, drinking wine together, having a good time. I think I would actually faint. Yeah. I like, I would so. not be able to walk in the door. I would just be fainting in the doorway. I would assume it's a hallucination. And, okay, so my fun fact for Diana, could, it's also applicable that she has tested negative for coronavirus thus far, but I was going to go with that Diana is an excellent citizen because in one of our group chats today somebody mentioned voting and you know doing their civic duty and diana provided a link and a description on how to register to vote and then debunked some coronavirus fears from a fear mongerer uh and i was gonna say like great citizen like giving us the power you know to take our hand in the vote and to dispel some rumors that weren't even from fox news Oh, thank you. I, one, I take my voting very seriously, and two, I don't want to go to a Jeremy voting booth this uh, Tuesday. Fair. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. You know what? When I was, like, researching how to vote by mail, it was very, very unhelpful. Everything was like, just sign up to vote by mail, but nothing would tell you how to do it. So I was like, no, I'm going to check with my friends and make sure they know how to do this because this is stupid how you sign up. I voted by mail for the 2012 elections when I was at college and the 2018 elections because I was here in California at the time. Hmm. Well, I'm excited to get my ballot in the mailbox. Do you have to provide your stamp when you send it back? I don't know. This is my first time doing it by mail. Okay, so our next podcast episode, you were going to tell us how the mail experience was. You will not take a photo of you in your ballot because, you know, that's constitutionally or it's bad. Whatever. But you'll yeah. let us know how the experience went. I don't want to go to went. voting jail. I'm yeah. very excited. I know. And yeah, I've been, 
I've been um, obsessively, like, on Twitter and things, like, reading about, like, different coronavirus facts just to make sure my seasonal allergies are not, in fact, coronavirus. And everything I read's like, oh, you have a running nose and you have all your normal seasonal allergy symptoms. Yeah, that's not coronavirus. It's your normal seasonal allergies, dum-dum. So I had to express that, express that to our dear friend Adam, who you may know from a previous episode. Because our other friend thought he was a doctor and was like, oh, sorry, Adam, you're dying. Okay, like, I think Adam has the second most, like, quantity of allergies among the people we know. I think he's only beat by the, the, like, the quantity of allergies by Amy. Well, Amy has weird allergies. She doesn't have seasonal allergies. Fair. She has, like... I can't eat lettuce because I'm allergic to the proteins in lettuce allergies, which I think are by far weirder. She's not like, oh, it's spring, gotta pop my Zyrtecan allergies, which is what me and Adam deal with. You know, friendship. But you do have a very valid point that those are, like, two different categories of, like, molecularness. I don't think that's a thing, but still. One's like, oh, dang, there's some pollen in the air. And the other one's like, oh, dang, there's something dangerous in my meal. I could die from eating this. Which I'm very glad that Amy takes her allergies seriously and she takes care of herself. Because if I was in that instance or somebody was magically like, Jackie, you can't have gluten, I would be like, what do I do with my life? Yeah. Or like the the people who shall remain nameless that we know who don't take their lactose intolerance seriously. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll eat this ice cream and this mac and cheese and put whipped cream on my Starbucks <laughs> and then you get a text from them like 20 minutes later like oh I should have done that well you knew you knew you knew who gave that person who's gonna rename nameless lactose for the holidays I swear somebody just got them a humongous box of lactose oh, maybe they just threatened I hope someone did I always threatened to okay that's maybe what I'm thinking too. of well now I'm going to next time I go to Costco it's gonna be on my list yeah, they was, I was just going to say the same thing, that whoever goes to Costco first should get a jumbo box of lactose, slash just keep lactose for them, so it's, like, not even an excuse, or like, not, oh, it's oh not I lactose. It. Lactose is what you can't have. La- la- is it lactate? Is that what it's called? Uh, that sounds... Lact- I don't lactate? know. We're, is it branded? Yeah, lactate. Like, like, it's an aid in your lactose. Okay. So somebody has to procure lactate and uh, keep it on their person. So whenever the so-and-so has a product with dairy, which is frequently, they're prepared. More frequently than they should. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. So I want to say for tonight's episode, Diane and I have been playing like a game of like musical chairs of what we will pitch, what we're waiting to pitch, because we do have like some schemes drawn out for season two because season two is a thing in our show and that's gonna be like our next couple before we take a small hiatus and launch into season three because we do have ideas and we have friends who have ideas who are gonna be on the show but i want to say for today's episode not only thank you for listening but the audience is going to find out as diana finds out about this uh idea i have for a show that's been on my desk for a hot second according to what i labeled it as i wrote it on february 3rd of 2020 oh dang straight from jackie's desk i'm excited yes um i'm this one is something that like 
our friends are going to be like, of course Jackie came up with this idea. So, like, I want to put that caveat on that. Like, this is something I would think is really cool. I don't know if everyone would think so. And I just want people to know that this show would be on, like, the sci-fi channel to, like, set the stage. I'm ready. Okay, so this show is called Read Only. Ooh. Okay. Okay, tell me more. So Read Only is about the keepers of knowledge. So it's these people who find themselves in this construct of reality with the physical embodiment of knowledge. Okay, I'm already... Okay, tell me more. Now do you understand why I was like, our friend group is gonna be like, ugh, of course. They're gonna be like, Diana's tiny brain could not have figured that out. No, 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 no. So, like, one of the examples that I have is that, like, when a word is written for the first time, it would appear in a book. Or, like, some sort of tablet... Or something kind of like that. But the whole thing is, is that, like, the characters who are there don't know why they're there. Or how they got there. Okay. And so basically, what it is, is that there's all, there's, like, this vast building, which is more like a maze, which our protagonists will kind of wander through and try and figure out of what's going on. And I like the idea for knowledge, since there's so many different facets of knowledge, that they would be held in different ways. So there's the very like easy way of a book that is writing itself. But what if you had to like match the technology? As technology evolves, technology just like appears in this place. And each time like this new technology appears, so does somebody who like knows how to manage it. Wait, so where is this place? Like I'm imagining like a giant sort of like futuristic like well not futuristic but like like a giant warehouse almost it could be a warehouse like i kind of envision it as like matrixy like ooh, like white walls and lights except i've never seen the matrix i've only seen pictures of it oh well i don't know how to respond to that but the witch houses are super cool and they use chicago i can understand how the matrix is not everyone's jam i personally like it but i also can it came out when i was like a little baby so that's why i didn't see it came out in like 1999 so I was, how old am I? I was seven, Jackie. Did you watch The Matrix when you were six? No, of course not. I had a teacher who played part of The Matrix my freshman year of high school. Oh. During the Odyssey unit. Oh, oh, we, my teacher was definitely not that cool. That teacher was, like, very unique and not very well liked, and he retired that year. But he had been, like, oh. teaching for over, like, 30 years. Very interesting. But I digress. So okay. It takes place in kind of like an in-between limbo where you're, the audience is never quite sure where this is or takes place. So it gives it a lot of flux. So do you imagine it? So I also just Googled what the Matrix looks like. And so do you imagine it's sort of like, it sort of has sort of like an uncanny valley feel to it, the scenery? I don't know what Uncanny, Uncanny Valley is. So it's stuff that looks like... It's stuff that looks like super realistic but super fake at the same time. Yes, like, it's 100% okay. that. Like, think of, mm-hmm. like, um, like the Polar Express. Like, the people, uh... like, the kids from that. Where it's, like, creepy. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis like, knows better. He knows better. 
But, like, imagine, like, you go to a place and you see the scenery and all of a sudden you see, like, a tree, like, glitch and you see, like, the code behind the tree or something like that. Yeah, I think that's 100%. So not only did you just teach me something, but that is what I am aiming for. And I like the idea that just as our world grows and changes, so does this TV show. Um, Also, there's this idea of who can get out because people have to try. But there's this idea with just like the Matrix and a lot of like chosen one archetypical figures where it's why are you there and like what are you supposed to do yeah who so like the people there are like is it like they're on a mission if it's a mission it's not one that they're privy to Ooh. because time so, like, doesn't really exist out. here Ooh. Ooh. okay because like like the flow of knowledge isn't something that's linear so like why would we expect time to work in a 24 hour span there Oh my god, Jackie. Oh my god. So, because I, I, I like the idea that, like, we're in control of our, like, fate and destiny and things like that, but there's also, like, sometimes things that, like, will throw us a curveball and people have to, like, adapt, change, grow, but sometimes we grow best when we take the best parts of ourselves and can, like, apply them or help people. So I think that is one of the things is just as like uh, the character is exploring the building I don't really think that they have tons of memories of where they were previous to being in said building said maze said warehouse I think Mm -hmm. it's just they have these certain skills and imagine if you were somebody who is an expert in a field so like let's say you were an ex like you were really good at like weaving or like tapestry and Britney Spears knowledge yes so you have you would magically go there and you would be like debunking all of the random tweets that were coming across or like the people who were like Britney Spears is going crazy you'd be like well actually she's human let me tell you about the free Britney movement okay exactly so that's the the big crux of the show in the protagonist is the protagonist trying to figure out this world with the audience and the whole idea one of the big reasons why i brought up the matrix early on is there is an engineer in the matrix like if you watch more matrix movies like that's definitely a thing of who is pulling the strings like if there is a chosen one that person has to be chosen by someone it doesn't just happen so Okay, so this person's there, and they have to figure out sort of why they're there. And so, is the physical embodiment of knowledge, so is that the, is that person, like, the engineer, or is that person the, just part of the, I want to say, like, simulation, or just part of the experience? Or I, th- something... I think they're both, because you only end up in the simulation if you have uh, like, a profession, I guess, is, like, one way to say it. Like, when okay. you appear, a new piece of technology that keeps knowledge or retains knowledge also appears. So you have to, A, find what you are expert at within the building itself, and then you have to figure out how to unlock it and share it with all the other people who are maintaining and keeping the knowledge. So you're sort of a bunch of, like, librarians at the heart of it. 
Yeah, and that's where I was, like, very hesitant to be like, I have this idea that no one will ever think of. Oh my god, Jackie. But, like, there's also, um... That's really cool. Yeah, have you ever heard of the book, like, Canticle Canticle for Leibowitz? Um, no, but... I know the word canticle. There we go. Well, I have, like, on the back of my sheet, I have three inspirations, and one of them is Canticle for Leibowitz, and I think, like, it happens in, like, a post-apocalyptic situation, but one of the things is, is that even when, like, uh, society goes, like, is, uh, goes backwards a lot, there's, like, certain things that are coveted. So, like, there's, like, a nuclear situation, and then basically a whole religion is started off of like, a note found somewhere where it was, like, a grocery list. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, these people are, like, this is so, so, so important. And it's, it, it definitely mocks religion and it mocks a lot of different things. But it's the idea of, like, what we could think of as being really ordinary. Somebody else could say, like, no, this is something that's central to my worship or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that that's, like, a very important thing, and when somebody, like, appears, and especially when you don't have all your memories, but you have something, like, ingrained in you that you think you're, like, really good at, or something that you have, like, mystical knowledge at, like, what do you do? So they have this sort of, like, self-truth that they know within themselves, they're like, I know this, this is something that is essential to my core being of who I am Mm -hmm. and this is what's guiding them in this sort of like labyrinth where they're trying to find that technology figure out what they're there for and just sort of trying to piece together this puzzle that they were just sort of like I just imagine like the first scene of them just sort of like opening their eyes and being like what (laughs) yeah like imagine instead of the good place being motivated by being a better person like what if it was about discovery but, like, specifically, like, discovering, not, like, I don't want to say, I keep saying, like, knowledge, but it's more of, like, unearthing a talent and, like, trying yeah, to unearth, like, like, how to talk to people. Because I see, like, the first episode is a lot of this character trying not to panic, but also, like, yeah. really struggling to talk to whomever else is there. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about, like, hey, there's all of these different things, like, uh, that cultivate knowledge or that are continually written is I wanted to have like a super diverse cast because I think that's one thing especially like I can attest to in my very western public school education like the things that we learn about are not always the most they're usually like ethnocentric very patriarchal so what if we could kind of also like teach the audience something as we're going Oh, yeah. Like, I think it'd be really interesting to, instead of focus on some of the, you know, typical ideas of what is considered like, oh, this is, this is knowledge, or this is what's going to be in, you know, every ivory tower of what is Mm -hmm. the smartest, you know, rhetoric and things like that, you start pulling from different cultures and things that are maybe not in the norm of society that people sort of like just poo-poo and are like oh that's not serious that's not knowledge that's just you know fringe and I think that'd be interesting oh Jackie this is a really cool idea thank you yeah so like I just think also it's like you're there on a mission 
Um, and the whole thing is, like, the first season, this main character is trying to figure out their mission, but there's this... Not that they can't talk about it, but since they're not sure, they want to figure out, like, if they can get out. And it's this question of, like, do other people think this way? Do other people question their surroundings? Or is it that these people all have these ingrained talents that they're just so satisfied with it that they wouldn't think to ask why? Is this person gonna be, like alone for most of the episodes or are you going to introduce some more characters like are they to find Oh, I totally see a Scooby gang. Okay, okay. I'm about it. Cuz I think that this character I think it would have a really hard time being one season if it was just this character. I see the majority of the first episode kind of being like through the looking glass where this person can see other people, like, maybe, like, the whole, like, knocking on a window but like, the other people can't hear. Um, but I do yeah. think that the end of the first episode has to be, like, the person who becomes, like, their best friend. Uh, not necessarily, like, lets them in, but finally it's, like, yeah, this is what we all do here. So it's a little utopic, but this person is just, like, it, it, it's, it's very much that you experience it with the protagonist where you just, like, at the end of it, it's, like, oh, I'm not alone, oh, there are other people here, uh, I have to find whatever it is in this building that I'm supposed to be here for. There is always this structure of, like, yes, things can be really great, but uh, how things get really great is often through, like, struggle and things like that. Just to say, like, not necessarily, like, a first person, but... Like when we've had other people, when we've had other pitches, this like whole idea of world building, like what do you have in a scenario? So like we have somebody who literally wakes up during the pilot and is like, where am I? What am I doing? I don't really see them ever getting their memories back or anything like that. I think they just like mm -hmm. have some weird, not weird, but they have like an ingrained sense of self. I don't really yeah. see them being like, oh, my past life, X, Y, and Z. I think that you could have, like, certain cultural attitudes and things like that, and maybe that's why it's hard for them to connect with the other people throughout the pilot episode. But I don't see them... It's not, like, an itch to return to what they know, because that's... Yeah. That's just not part of it. Yeah. And then the sort of world will build around them based on the journey they're going on. Yeah, and I think, like, one of the big questions is, like... At the end of the first season, I see them finding a door, but... Where does the door go, Jackie? Exactly! Um, oh, gosh. I just think it's, like, a series of choices. So it's, like, the first-person narrative, or, like, uh, like, what is the games that people play when it's, like, role-player scenarios, but, like, where you build the world by, like, the decisions you make, and I think that would be, like, my hope for the show is that, like, knowledge can come in different sizes, different shapes, and it doesn't always look the same or sound the same, but these people can't write what they're seeing, and they kind of can't, they, they, they're not able to, like, change it, so, like, if something bad happens, they're not able to, like, reach in and I think that that has to be, like, a whole entire episode of just being, like, how do you just, like, let this happen? Or, like, because I think that's an issue we struggle with in our society where it's, like, a lot of bad stuff can happen continually, 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 
and you can't watch 24-hour news, even if they make 24-hour news, you have to choose, otherwise you go actually crazy. So I think that's something that, especially since the protagonist doesn't have all of their memories, it's something that the protagonist has to learn. Do you have an idea of who you want the protagonist to be? Like, actor, actress? Like, you know, I think it would be super cool to get, like, an unknown person. I think different people who I could see really, like, rocking it out. I don't really think that this is, like, a gender-specific role. So, like, it'd be super dope to get uh, some representation for, like, non-binary person. But I think, like, the people who I could see really rocking it out, um, just because I'm not familiar with a lot of non-binary actors or actresses, people, um, I could see Joe Atwell being a pretty, like, awesome protagonist. Um, I could also see, I'm trying to think of, like, um, Felicity Jones. Oh, yeah. Um, the other person, like, if I had all the money in the world, I would choose Amy Adams, but, like, I love Amy Adams. Okay. Can we talk about how Amy Adams deserves multiple Academy Awards by now? She has been robbed. Everyone's like, oh, Leo got robbed. No, Amy Adams has been robbed. She's been vandalized. Her her Oscar cabinet at her house should be full. And what is it? Given dust. Like, I cannot believe she wasn't nominated for Arrival. It was because Arrival was premiered at the Venice Film Festival instead of, like, a major film festival, like Cannes, Telluride, South by South. Like, I am so mad for that Arrival didn't get, like, more awards because that is one of the best science fiction films slash best films I have seen in so long. She's an icon, and she deserves all the best things. I just, I love Amy Adams, and you and I are on the train... We are one of the conductors to be like, Amy Adams deserves all the good things. But yeah, I, I think that like the door for the protagonist is wide open. Um, I would like, the whole thing is, is that I think a lot of times like academia is portrayed in one way. And sadly, the institution is typically one way. But in this show, I would really like to see that dismantled a little bit. Who else would you want to round out the Scooby-Doo gang? Because you want, because pe- I feel like you need to have like people of varying like ages and ethnicities. Like you need people who are like a lot older. You need some younger people. Like I feel like you need sort of like a a really like you you have to not just sort of like diverse in like looks and stuff, but like in ages and like yeah, I agree. Sort of everything. Maybe we would have to like make this in like Johannesburg because I know like South Africa has like a burgeoning um film industry so yeah it's kind of cool so a lot of movies have been made in london recently due to like tax stuff so that's why like the thor movie and all of these random marvel movies are being made in england is because they have all these ginormous tax reductions that like you said it needs to have diverse ages things like that um i don't have like specific actors in mind in my head, um, I really like Clive Owen. Um, I thought in uh, Children of Men, he was fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think. I have seen... Lavar se- Burden. I love him. 
I was just listening to his podcast episode. He loves his Friday. wife so much. I was like gonna cry. It was so beautiful. They so love each other so much. Like what a beautiful love story. Everyone who's listening to this podcast after you're listening to this one, please go listen to that episode of Best Friends. So good. Uh, and even like Sashir and Nicole are moved by it. Yeah, they could also be on our show. I love both of them so much. Oh, 110%. They are invited. I'm going to, like, make this statement blatantly. If they want to be in any of our shows, please, you are more than welcome. Like, if you want to be in one, all, a couple. Even if they want to, like, f- sing the theme song, just, like, make up a little theme song. Yes. Yes. 100%. I think they're great. And Kimmy on the Keys can, can like, compose it for them. It's just her tapping in the background. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. It's kind of like a wide open. I think like people should let us know some up and comers or people who we might not know about. I would like to throw it out there. I'm not talking about Instagram influencers. We uh, know enough of those. Yes, seriously. Um, but uh, I pronounced her name wrong recently. Slash on this podcast, Lupita Nyong'o. She would be an all star. Like her and Amy Adams would be super cool to see. I feel like Lupita Nyong'o is also like the Lana Del Rey of this podcast, where we want them in every theme song and show we make, just because we love them so much. I mean, now that you point it out, I think you have recognized a pattern. I mean, it's fine. I don't hate it. Is Lana going to be the theme songwriter for this one, or no? You know, the fog comes in, because I know that's always the analogy we make when we mention it. Um, No, I think, I think here's like a couple different people who I'm going to throw out who could do our theme song. I know Jackson Mannequin is not a band because it's now Andrew Inkman in the wilderness. However, however, I prefer Jack Mannequin. Or Jack's Mannequin. Okay, you know what? I prefer Jack's Mannequin's first album. It was, like, one of my number one favorite albums of all time in my whole life. But I will say um, Angie McMahon and the Wilderness's new albums I like better than Jack's Mannequin's, like, second and third albums. Okay, I I will have to check out his, like, new, new stuff. It was, like, Cecilia and the Satellites was just everywhere. Really? There was that one summer where it was like, that song was, I felt like every time I turned on the radio in my car, that was what was playing. Oh, Jackie, you gotta get that Bluetooth. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, note to self, work on that. Uh, so note ja- to self, get a Bluetooth, what are those cassette things that turns into Bluetooth? Have you seen those? Yes, I 100% own a cassette adapter. Somebody else who would be really cool to have do it, um, I think Radiohead. Like, I know Radiohead is like some... Oh, that'd be so good. It'd be so good. Like, Radiohead has so many sounds. They have a lot of sounds. They do. And like, did you know there was a Radiohead song in Clueless? What? I think it's like the fake plastic tree song is part of the Hula soundtrack. I feel like I don't remember that song being in Clueless. Please, like, fact check me because I'm like 95% sure because I did read a book about Clueless and it is coming back to theaters. But for like 
like all intents and purposes. Let's let's do a fact check. Okay, I do know that song is in another one of my fave rom rom coms um, called Something Borrowed, which is actually a really awful rom com, but it's also really good. Oh, I guess it's at the end of it. There we go. Oh God, have I never actually realized that song was playing? Because I'm so distracted that she's like kissing her stepbrother. All of the above. Oh my god. Oh my god, my series like listening. I almost texted that to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sentence. Sorry, Rusty. Oh, sorry, Dad. Uh, I'm like, um, what? Uh, yeah, so that's like the vibe I'm going for. It's like not something that's like out of this world, but something where it's really unique. Yeah, I'm about it. Like, I definitely want something that, like, you kind of find yourself, like, humming without realizing it. So, for our show, read only, as mentioned, basically near, like, the start of the podcast, we wanted it, I wanted it, let's be honest here, um, on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, I think it would be, like, more of a drama mystery, like, How the Magicians is, or The Librarians is, um... I see it as kind of like a variable thing, and since most dramas I feel like are more closer to like the 40 to 50 minute, I could see that happening, but I also don't want super long seasons. I want like six, six episode seasons, that's it. I'm okay with that. I don't want bottle episodes. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I'm seeing. It's something that's... Str- I was going to say straightforward, but how none of the story is straightforward. I just think that I would like to see a story that's focused on people who are really good at their trade, but also wondering why they're in this, like, utopic, dystopic area. And I think it's a cool idea just to play with location and things like that, um, really manipulate the frame to kind of, like, inspire the viewer to be like, well, does it actually have to be this way? I'm about it, Jackie. Jackie, I think it's ready. I think it's ready for Hollywood. Did I, like, pass your test for, like, when I was like, Diana, I have this idea. I think it's good. You know, sometimes when I'm like, Jack, you have an idea. It's like two sentences long. No, your idea is like fully fledged. It's out of the oven. It's a beautiful set of like muff blueberry muffins that's ready to cool on the windowsill. It's good. I love that analogy. And now I also want a blueberry muffin. Who doesn't want a blueberry muffin? At trying times like these. Mm Mm-hmm. Trying times. So everybody... Remember, the cardinal parts of being a human include washing your hands, both during a pandemic and when you just are being a human. Yeah, you. So- I'm really upset about this whole thing revealing that people don't wash their hands. I mean, that's literally why I have hand sanitizer on me at all times, because, like, people are like, nasty. I definitely use my hand sanitizer a lot, but now I'm, like, I'm putting it everywhere in my home for the next rest of my life. Yes. But just like we started with, Diana and I have are both negative in coronavirus. Um, and if you're listening because you're home quarantined, I would like to personally thank you for all of the podcasts you could listen to that you're listening to us. And also, just want to say, we are over 3,000. We're feeling very powerful. We're a bunch of powerful um, witches. Our coven has grown even stronger. And because you're listening to this, you're now part of our coven, so... Welcome. Congrats. Welcome. That's it. 
Yeah, that's it. Um, did you want to throw, like, if you have a keeper of knowledge or you have a casting choice, where you should let us know? Oh, yeah. Reach out to us if you want to be part of the show or if you have an idea for a different show or you just want to tell us your thoughts. If you want to tell us, um, you know, how your day is going, if you want to send us a picture of a cute dog you saw, we if you want to give us... If you want to give us good uh, tips for how to beat the coronavirus, um, email us at hireushollywood at gmail.com. We do accept, us. but we only want tips if they have citations. Yes. Tweet us at hireushollywood. <laughs> Instagram at hireushollywood. Um, you can scream really loud in the sky, and if we're near you, we'll hear you. Bye!